Yeah. Right. Do we have to push to? No, no, don't push anything, okay. please. Thank you. <laughs> Just checking. All right, we're rolling. Oh, I need to admit the waiting room. Looks like it's, oh dear. Okay. Bad admit. <laughs> oh, I do. Did it? Yeah, okay. I think that's everybody. It double sacred. Okay, we're all ready. We're all set. Chair, you're ready. All right, thank you. Welcome to the September CPRB meeting. Um, I did just notice that we don't have on our agenda to approve minutes, so we'll just, at next month's meeting, we'll approve last month's and this month's. Oh, totally fine, totally fine. Um, so we'll go ahead with our general public comment. I'll go ahead and read our public comment statement. Um, the public is allowed to speak at public comment after first being recognized by the chair, except that any complaints or comments regarding individually identifiable officers are not allowed. Rather, any such comments or complaints may be provided to the board in writing, and the board will forward such comment or complaint to the appropriate person within the Lawrence Police Department. The board may establish reasonable limitations on the allowable length of public comment. We've decided on three minutes. As a general practice, the board will not discuss or debate these items, nor will it make decisions on items presented during this time. And so we did have written public comment submitted, and that's attached to the agenda from Stephen Watts. Um, do we have any in-person or remote public comment for our general public, public comment section? Yeah. You in, in the room first? Yeah, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Michael, would you like me to give you a 30 second warning or? Um... Can we just use the timer? Oh gosh. Here, I'm good. I got a timer right here. <clears throat> so it's been over a year and I still don't know what happened with the August 29th last year complaints? Submitted them, never heard back, still haven't heard back. It's the case where Adil Kasim was forced to plea to bullshit charges over at the courthouse over here after police had beat him up for no reason. And uh, I hope your board is paying attention because your mayor has high-fived police officers for attempting to wrap a compliant man who was compliant for several minutes before Sean Daubert showed up and tried to apply the rap. This isn't a complaint, but the complaint's already been exonerated by the police department in a spiteful and ridiculous way. So your, your mayor high-fived those officers through the city manager, Craig Owens. This happened. Somebody doesn't like Courtney Shipley at the city because I got that document. I also got another document that showed Casey Cooper involved in the Sheriff's Department's little bullshit about trying to arrest us at the LEC for trespassing because we were filming police officers and they didn't like it. Just like Levi Floorshoots, who doesn't like people filming police officers, and he'll give us a warning, Chief. It's a warning, right? It's a warning, not a threat. It's a warning. So we're redefining the words to make it okay because it doesn't exist in policy. We have another officer on the street that tells people that it's okay to throw people out of restaurants because they don't like their skin color and they don't like their sexual orientation and that there's nothing the police can do about it, but there is city code 10110, but we don't acknowledge that. 
I hope the person that's paying more attention to his phone in here is actually looking up that code, but I doubt it. I only grow. Just keep growing. Added two to 300 subscribers today. I'm getting contacted by local people that are leaking the secrets of this town. Because they'll know that I'll come in here and say them. And I'll expose them. There was an investigative journalist in uh, Las Vegas that was killed by a city administrator. That city administrator was arrested. I've been told that I need to watch out. I've been told I need to watch out. Thank you, Michael. Okay, before we begin on our agenda tonight. Um, oh, wait, we have uh, oh. a oh. virtual Sorry, Stephen. commenter. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Oh, everything's good. And um, I would like some time to talk about the minutes, Ms. Robinson, because that's going to continue to be an issue until real minutes are produced. But this public, and so we're bypassing that. We're not going to talk about minutes. We'll approve the minutes from last month at our next meeting. They weren't ready. Oh, okay. This. Okay. I, I wasn't, I didn't follow you closely enough. I'm sorry. All right. And moving forward, I want to let the board know that I met with the Mr. Lockhart, Chief Lockhart, Rich, and uh, Adam Hefley, and uh, with Jeremy, and we had some good talks about um, use of facial recognition software. However, Come on now, Rich. That stuff is still there. When you guys are going to get rid of it, we don't want it. Any of brief cam, period. Brief cam. You know, the police department has shown itself to be like a petulant child in many ways. These are the people, again, who got together and made their gang and said, we don't like the last Chief of police, he was black, and we don't want a black man running the show here in Lawrence, Kansas. That's what was, that's what went on. Anyway, here we are now. Okay, so take the toy away from them, please, Rich. Mr. Lockhart, Chief Lockhart, please. What are we going to do with the facial recognition company, Briefcam? Ban them is the general idea. Not the general idea, it's what needs to happen. At any rate, I'm happy to say that Chief Lockhart, we had a good meeting. It's just that, come on, man, what is the outcome of the meeting? Was the meeting just a waste of time? Should I not trust and believe? The next thing is, you know what? I had an occasion that need to talk to the police department administratively and you cannot do it. It got very irritating and annoying. I tried to call you Chief Lockhart and you don't know the amount of noise I had to put up with. Ooh, and I kept notes of each and every individual I spoke with trying to, you know, be the one down guy, you know, oh gee, golly gee whiz, shucks. Oh, well, help me understand what's going on here when I know full well and good what's going on. So anytime you want to talk about that stuff, man, I'm ready to talk about it. When you go to the internet website for the state, for, for the town of Lawrence and look at the police department, none, and I'm going to say it, none of those fucking numbers are useful. Nobody answers seconds, the telephone. 
Don't talk to me about what did you say? I said 30 seconds. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, I didn't need a mother may I telling me about my use of the English language because when I tell people that they're specious and meretricious, they don't know what I'm saying. Okay, next. Thank you, Stephen. Looks like we also have Jeremy with remote public comment. Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I want to uh, deal with two things uh, today. The first is the question of ethos. Um, although I have uh, been glad to see uh, Chief Lockhart, your uh, interest in community engagement, your willingness to uh, speak with the community, I was disturbed by what you were quoted to have said in relationship to the uh, off-duty uh, police officer um, or charged with drunk, drunk driving, apparently, that you talked about that you wanted to have transparency. What we need is the truth. There, transparency is a buzzword. We need truth, accountability, and then we can have restitution and reconciliation. That's one piece. I would rather you commit to truthfulness over transparency, especially when there's lots of problems in relationship to how the department uses, I would say abuses discretion in relationship to open information. Um, the other part of that was that you talked about the police industry. Now, I think you're being fair, but you should actually say the police industrial complex. We do not want or need a police industry. Policing, if it has any legitimate place in our community, should be a part of public service and only serve the public interest. It should not be a growth industry. So that's one half. The other half is returning to brief cam. The, the Lawrence uh, Police Department continues to deploy a foreign aggressive military intelligence states uh, software in our uh, investigations department, the same department out of which the off-duty drunk driver uh, apparently works in. And uh, just recently, a, a Palestinian-American woman journalist was finally admitted after months of lying by the official uh, voices of the Israeli state to have been murdered by them. She is one of dozens of journalists. Multiple American citizens have been targeted for assassination by this state. It has no place in our community, let alone the questions of privacy and biometrics and all of that. So we need to, to if we're going to have, we might have to do this at a city level. We might have to say a full divestment from any foreign contractors, especially the state of Israel, which murders uh, Palestinian American women journalists. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Do we have any other remote or in-person public comment? I don't see any okay. other uh, remote public comment. Okay. All right. Thank you all. Um, so before we get started on our agenda items, um, we do need to vote for an amendment um, on agenda item number one to add two action items to agenda item number one, which are um, to reconvene the community engagement subcommittee and appoint three members, as well as to create a policy subcommittee and appoint three members. Um, so any discussion about making these amendments? Can I get a motion to make these um, amendments to agenda item number one? Uh, Vice Chair Mishra? I move the motion to 
agree up the community engagement committee and form a policy committee. And we're just amending the agenda right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. To add those action items to number Thank one. Thank you. Board member Salvini, I second. All right. Let's go ahead and vote. Um, so we're voting to amend agenda item one to add two action items. Um, to reconvene the community engagement subcommittee as well as create a policy subcommittee. Um, board member Minor? Aye. Uh, board member Salvini? Aye. Board member Littleton? Aye. Board member Bickford? Aye. Vice Chair Mishra? Aye. And Chair Robinson? Aye. The ayes have it. Um, we've amended agenda item number one. All right, so we'll go ahead um, and um, I can give a brief overview of um, what we discussed at the planning retreat last week. Um, so last week the board met for a planning retreat with Chief Lockhart in attendance and it was facilitated by Assistant City Manager Casey Toomey. Uh, we collaborated to identify our shared goals for the next six months so we can move forward in a deliberate way uh, while the work group addresses the complaint process and our ordinance. Um, so we identified the following goals collaboratively uh, to reconvene the community engagement subcommittee, to research and propose ways to measure implicit bias in the LPD, to provide more access to other resources in the community, um, to identify policies that are under our purview and develop a schedule for regular review and get feedback from community. Um, and lastly, to strengthen the relationship between the board, the Lawrence Police Department, and the community. Um, and we identified two steps to undertake tonight specifically, um, which are to reconvene the Community Engagement Subcommittee and appoint three members and the, create the Policy Subcommittee and appoint three members. Um, all right, any board discussion or anything to add if I've missed anything? All right. Okay, well, um, we can go ahead. If y'all feel good about it, we can discuss who would like to serve on the community engagement subcommittee and the policy subcommittees, and then we can go ahead and um, vote to create each one of those individually. Um, so, does anyone have a preference? I can serve on the community engagement committee. Okay. If yes. And who were who were there before? Yourself. <laughs> Marie. <laughs> yes. And myself. Yeah. Marie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're just missing one from. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. And I might be interested in the policy subcommittee as well. So I'm open to anyone else joining the community engagement. Here, so. I'm on committee okay. engagement. All right. Okay, Dan Sanjay. Thank you. Um, I'd be interested in serving the policy. Okay. And I would too. I would too. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, you, so Jenny, you get to stay on the engagement. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, Unless you have a strong feeling, I can switch either way. <laughs> well, let's see what James prefers. Could you say those two again? So the community engagement subcommittee or policy subcommittee. Policy. Oh, okay. Uh -oh. Policy is the popular one. Um, so we can only have three members serving on oh, okay. subcommittees so that okay. we can comply yeah. with the Open Meetings Act. Is there anyone? Discuss amongst yourselves. I mean, the, we'll, um, we'll have, we will be having fun at the community engagement subcommittee, so. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I don't have a board member minor. I don't have a problem doing the engagement. 
Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Thank you. Yes. Okay. We'll take that as an AI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good either way. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. So Sanjay, James, and myself will be on the community engagement subcommittee. Okay. Um, and then Jordan, Stephanie, and Tanya will serve on the um, policy, policy subcommittee. So um, I'll go ahead. Um, any other discussion, board discussion, about these subcommittees? Um, members I, I do just it, it may or may not be relevant but we are waiting for a seventh member right mm -hmm. do we know what the status is no um, what, no yeah last I last I checked uh, they did not have any applicants okay so anyone's watching so do you need a resolution or this is? Uh, That's less than true. That's less than true. That, that is not true, Chief. I applied, but I'm white, so I can't be on a board, apparently. I'd love to serve on this board, but your two officers in here would never allow it. Well, and we will have time. and I have the emails to document. Stephen, we will have time for public comment about this agenda item. Um, I'm sorry. That, okay. Um, I'll get a status update for you. Okay, awesome. Okay. And that's not an agenda item. So. Oh, this agenda item yes. that we're discussing. Yep. Right. Um, yeah, and when, our, when another member, if and when an, uh, another member joins us, we can obviously discuss swapping out if they have strong yes. feelings. I will step so, out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So my only other comment is that the community engagement as we're doing policy, we really want to have community feedback. So mm -hmm. those two subcommittees are going to need to work together at some level uh, yeah, um, to make sure that those things are being integrated. Definitely, yeah. And I I made some like little notes under each committee. So um, and under yeah. So like community engagement would address like helping people to have access to more resources in the community um, through the police department, um, getting feedback on policies from community, and um, strengthening the relationship. So yeah, definitely there'll be collaboration, okay. yeah. Um, and then for policy to address the goals, I had the research and proposed ways to measure implicit bias, as well as identifying policies under our purview and developing a review schedule. Um, so any other? Questions, discussion about these subcommittees? I don't know if this is, uh, Board Member Littleton, if this is really something up for discussion, but I know we really talked about getting a regular review schedule. Mm -hmm. So that's something we certainly want to take into consideration so we can, you know, move forward and get some things going on it. Yes, I have that on the policy. Okay. That's your, yes, that's your policy. subcommittee. Yep. Um, okay. So um, we will wait to vote um, to establish these subcommittees until we receive public comment about this agenda item. Um, so in-person remote public comment on this agenda item regarding the subcommittees and the planning retreat. All right. Are you not noticing that every time he opens his mouth, something inaccurate or untrue comes out? He told you there was no applicants as far as he knew. That's not true. Why can't we trust our police officers to come in here and give you facts? I'm giving you facts. And Mr. Mishra knows it because I copied him on an email and asked him to mentor me in the processes because I got a lot to learn there. But notice how, again, I'm up here speaking about wanting to be on this board. Look at what your chief's doing. 
disrespect. He'd rather be on his phone, but he pays attention to the other people, but now he's gonna do this thing on his phone. He's gotta distract himself. That is extremely disrespectful, extremely disrespectful. And I guarantee you, they're not gonna let me serve on this board. Can you guys make that happen? Because I'll give you facts. I've got facts. These cops have beat people up and exonerated themselves. You need another board member in there that's willing to give you the truth and willing to not accept his lies. Every time he opens his mouth, play on your phone. I wonder what game you're playing, Chief. Thank you. Making good video, buddy. Thank you, Michael. Do we have any remote public comment on this agenda item? Look at it. See it got put down. Uh, Stephen, go ahead. Yeah. With respect to the retreat, whatever it's called that you guys had, I'm glad that you could get together and talk about stuff and this, that, and the other. However, what I'm not hearing is the idea of expanding the role of the police review board. And that was what was underfoot shortly after the murder of George Floyd by police civil servants in, in two years ago. I mean, there was a six month time frame where it was, it actually looked like something was going to happen with this police review board. However, it has been co-opted to the point now that, come on, Ms. Robinson, what were the exact elements that you stated were part of that retreat? Pretty, pretty banal. Not particularly helpful. All in what the police department wants you to do. I believe in the police department, but I also believe that they need to be told what to do, when to do, if to do. You cannot engage in dialogue with them. I tried to call the chief of police all last week and this week. You just get a bunch of bullies telling you to go fuck yourself. Excuse my French. You know, if I were on this board and I have applied repeatedly, and my name is in the coffers. I don't expect Rich to know that. Craig Owens knows it and Bobby Walthall knows it. I mean, it's in the bowels of the system. At any rate, you know, I appreciate the ability to come here and say this. I know it isn't going to go anywhere. I'm an old man. And as I've been told in, in another meeting, I know I'm a peon. I know I don't count. I'm still standing. Thank you, Stephen. Looks like Jeremy. Go ahead. Uh, yes, the what we've seen recently also come out in terms of all of the local uh, police enforcement agencies not cooperating with the city prosecutor in terms of basics in relationship to problems of truthfulness and perception in relationship to prosecution of cases in the city shows that in terms of the nature of what this board is about 
and what it is made of, this needs to not just be a public relations operation, which is over the now multiple years, and even now that there seems to be a little bit more action, a little more community engagement, bringing in this larger group of folks to be involved, it still begins to look like just a public relations uh, problem of increasing the uh, the community's uh, relationship with the police department. Stephen is correct that the, that all real good police officers, police command uh, leadership, really know in their hearts that once they get into this whole blue line mentality and a siloed, basically echo chamber, uh, you get things like gang mentality. That's why there's so many law enforcement gangs around the country, ultimately, is you end up in your own silo. Just like everyone on the board, uh, every single police officer, every single uh, public servant serves at the discretion of we the people and the public. So there should be real oversight. So I would suggest that we should have an independent member or members of the public, maybe including independent press people, because at this point it looks like the whole idea of accountability rather than just transparency is being left to people like Michael to actually pursue it by just displaying the raw video footage of what happens in relationship to police officers, in relationship to public information, uh, and, and all of that. So I think we need something, we need something like an actual independent body that sits there amongst you all to keep an eye on everybody there who serves as public servants. So we the people should maybe have a place at the table. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay, any further board discussion on agenda item number one? Would anyone like to make a motion to reconvene the uh, community engagement subcommittee and appoint Sanjay, James, and myself to said committee? This motion. I'll make a motion. Okay. We have a second. All right, we have a motion and a second to reconvene the community engagement subcommittee and appoint Sanjay, James and myself. Um, let's go ahead and vote. Board member, um, I'm just going to continue with first names. <laughs> uh. <laughs> James, uh, Tanya. Aye. Stephanie. Aye. Jordan. Aye. Sanjay. Aye. And Jenny, aye. The ayes have it. Uh, the community engagement subcommittee is reconvened. Um, now, do we have a motion to create the policy subcommittee and appoint Jordan, Stephanie, and Tanya to that committee? Sanjay? I move. Okay. Do we have a second? I second that. All right. We've got a motion to create the policy subcommittee and appoint Jordan, Stephanie, and Tanya. Um, James? Go ahead and vote, James. Tanya? Aye. Stephanie? Aye. Jordan? Aye. Sanjay? Aye. Jenny? Aye. All right, the ayes have it. We've created the policy subcommittee. Um, shall we um, appoint one person from each committee to reach out and maybe schedule a meeting in the next month? I'd be happy to do that on behalf of the community Thank engagement you. subcommittee. Okay. <laughs> um, what about our policy? Uh, subcommittee members. 
We can do that. Okay. Awesome. And would you, um, is it possible to get the charge that we have for each committee? Yes. Uh, and then email perhaps sent to us. Definitely. Thank you. Um, okay, I'm just making a note here. This is board member so, what did you recommend? I'm sorry. I asked that the charge for that that for the policy committee okay. uh, be provided so we can make sure we're okay. following through with what we made the commitment to. Okay. So rather than email, you want to announce it now? You want to if you have it, you should Yes, and I can definitely and forward it on it to Casey, sure. and Casey yeah. can yeah. forward Casey. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. To the coordinator, yes. Um, yep. Yeah, so for the, the policy subcommittee, again, like research and propose ways to measure implicit bias and then identifying policies under our purview and developing a schedule for regular review. And I think if my face is turned this way, y'all might have trouble hearing me over there as well. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So does that all sound good? Yeah, Jeannie, I'd like to make a comment for a second. Oh, yeah. Um, this is board member Littleton. I know we don't normally speak to um, the public comment, but I do want to just make a statement back to what Stephen Watts did ask, just to clarify, and he's got a, a, a good point of, in clarification asking about our role, and we will be addressing that during the work group sessions. So that is on the agenda to do that, to circle back. We, we've uh, put a lot of discussion into that over time, um, to back to his point as well, that we put into the revised agenda, or not agenda, the uh, ordinance. ordinance. Thank you, I was trying to think of the word, sorry. Um, but anyway, we will be addressing that in the work group, mm -hmm. so. Thank you. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and move on to agenda item number two, receiving the monthly complaint report from Chief Lockhart. Uh, Madam Chair, we did not have any complaints that were resolved in the month of August, so there's okay. nothing to report. Okay. No complaints that were resolved in the month of August. Okay. Any complaints received in the month of August? I don't have an answer for that. Okay. We've only been reporting to you complaints that were resolved. Okay. I think that was my confusion. I'm just making a note right here. Okay, do we have any uh, public comment regarding this agenda item? Go ahead, Michael. It's in the words, guys. <coughs> I got my timer again here. Okay. It's in the words because they don't have any complaints resolved. But they have a complaint that they received in early, I think it was actually late June, about officers coming out from their training, not having name tags and turning away from me and not identifying having to be told by their FTOs that they have to identify. I submitted that complaint, haven't gotten an official response. Brixius came in here last month and said something about, well, they don't have a, there's no policy that requires them to have a name tag. Do we not have a uniform that requires a name? I mean, Cooper has a name tag on. I see the chief doesn't, but he's wearing his polo and everybody probably knows who he is by now by the videos. but. Really, do we not have a policy that requires police officers to be on the street with name tags? And if not, then why can't I get a piece of paper that says that? Casey, you're in charge of OPA. I can't get a piece of paper that says it. I can't get a piece of paper from, two from a year ago. Part of it is because of this right here. This is their chosen engagement with me. This is what they do. They disengage and ignore. And he doesn't understand that he's making one hell of a video for me tonight. 
<laughs> this is going to get so many views because this is just stupid. But I need the complaint resolved. It was two months ago and it was about a name tag. We exonerate bias complaints in seven days, guys. I can't get a name tag answered officially in two months. Disturbing. I'm not going to delay and take up the entire three minutes that I have because it's falling on somebody's deaf ears. Thank you, Michael. Do we have any remote public comment for this agenda item? Looks like Jeremy had his hand raised first. Go ahead, Jeremy. Um, the, I do believe that in the uh, the police uh, policy handbook, it does require wearing a, a badge. Um, I don't know about name. Maybe there, maybe name name is not required. I also am aware that in the uh, police handbook, which by the way is written by a, pretty much by a totally external to Lawrence organization, Lexipol, that has been written up extensively uh, wide across the journalistic spectrum about primarily being uh, used to insulate police from civil accountability. That's it's it's not actually designed for, quote unquote, best practices that actually serve the public interest or else it would be totally explicit in the handbook. Things about the First Amendment beyond assembly. Uh, as far as the last time I checked the Lawrence Police Handbook that was basically written by Lexapol, a police industrial complex and industry uh, organization rather than we the people of Lawrence and our best public judgment. It did not even mention things like uh, citizen journalism, the nature of camera, the questions of discriminating against people, not just if they're quote unquote protesting or assembling, but also speech, press, religion, the other key parts of the First Amendment. So the, those glaring points I, th that are of omission I think point to the fact that we have a, uh, a major issue uh, in relationship to actual public accountability that is not going to be served by a, uh, by a board that really just hears so-called resolved complaints rather than really digs into what are, what are people's actual experience in relationship uh, to uh, the police. So it can be good faith, it can be good natured, it can be good humored. But we need to get to the bottom of even questions like technology policy. This question of brief cam is just the beginning of the questions that we're already beginning to engage as, as a public, as the city. The Lawrence School District already deployed a brief cam a few years ago, never really held to account for that kind of thing. And the police, I think, need to not only immediately divest from that specific software, but we need technology policy that explains why all of the uh, camera footage uh, of the uh, police cameras are going to a Microsoft cloud server that's guarded by a company started by the highest levels of Israeli military intelligence. This makes no sense. We are a university town. We are the country that helped invent the internet. We created Silicon Valley. It, does ma it makes absolutely no security sense. It makes no civil rights sense to be outsourcing technology of that important realm to uh, a worse than apartheid state that murders American women journalists. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. 
Stephen, did you have public comment? I'm sorry, Thank your hands. You. Thank okay, you. Okay, go ahead. You know, it's, it's very irritating to be placed in a reactionary position such that you only get three minutes to talk about stuff. I have repeatedly requested to be included in dialogue that goes on, but there is no dialogue. Unless you call this a dialogue, and I, and I don't. Um, anyway, part of the reaction to Ms. Littleton is, and I quote Elvis Costello, you lack lust. You're lackluster. Not personally, the board. The board lost the wind in the sail. Hopefully you can get it back. I don't see it happening. Because like I said, I understand. I am an old man. You don't care what I think or what I believe or any of this stuff. And thank the good Lord, I have a little, I'm going to say, pot to piss in. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about my resume. And I don't have to worry about the checks coming in. They're called coupons. Coupon clipping. Look it up. That's all good. Anyway, what what Jeremy just said, I mean, my goodness gracious. You know, and Rich, Chief Lockhart, you know I exchange emails with you about complaints. Man, if you guys want complaints based on failure of activity, I have no problem in creating the paperwork with and for you. I did not file any complaints for this rinky-dink nonsense that I deal with personally. And that's not what the review board is all about. You know, my little personal cross to bears and all these other kind of things. And Michael, my brother, I'm with you. I like what you do. However, Lockhart is part of the executive team and they cover up everything everywhere. I'm trying to get the name of the dudes that are paying for the sign in front of the swimming pool. Now it's being a Kansas Open Records request in privacy matters. Wow. So, you know, Lockhart, come on, man. I'm with you, buddy. But keep delivering. And yeah, what Jeremy was saying in terms of our rights to speech and this, that, and the other. The police department works for the people of Lawrence. Please, let's break out of the cabal mentality and, and be the progressive reimagined police department that Rich is talking about. I'm all for it. I have offered as an example to, they are not open to hearing other ways of doing stuff. Anyway, I could talk on forever. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Uh, understand, I ain't getting paid to do this shit. I know you're not either. I know you are not. Town commissioners, on the other hand, and the other bureaucrats who are making over $100,000 a year pimping off of all of this stuff, and that's what it is as a social worker who worked in the trenches and also controlled the money. I know where it goes and how it's spent. That's you time, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. All right, any board discussion about agenda item number two, monthly complaint report from Chief Lockhart? I just, I know that this was something that you said that you brought to the process to 
give a complaint report, but we're only getting reports on resolved complaints. Is it possible to get a, com a report on the complaints that we've received, perhaps redacted to respect any employee matters, but is that a avenue that we can consider so that we know what kind of complaints are coming in and not just after they've been resolved? That's something we can look at for you. Okay. Um, is that something that we would need to ask advice of city council for, or what, is that we'll something that we can is work? check with city legal to make sure that's okay. Okay. And then work out what that would look like. Okay. And then we can bring it back to you. Okay. Um, if we need to schedule a meeting, perhaps with the policy committee and city council, that would. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. Okay. I'll go. I'll go ahead and make a note for myself to send uh, you an email, and then we can follow up on this. Yeah. Does that sound good? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Just to add to that, and I, I love that idea. I'm just thinking real time is something that would be nice to have wherever that may be. So yeah. So appreciate that. Appreciate you adding that. Thank you. So it sounds like we're interested in receiving both resolved and received complaints yes. in the previous month. Yeah. Any other discussion? This is Board Member Minor. I think that uh, what uh, Board Member Bickford brought up is a very good point. It moves us a little bit more proactive mm -hmm. by seeing what's coming in as opposed to what's going out. and and then helps us better understand how the decision-making process goes along, even though we may or may not ha be allowed to be involved in that, uh, depending on the circumstances, but at least we're getting a broader view of mm -hmm. what's happening. Yeah. This is uh, Board Member Salvini. I, I uh, maybe a, a point of business for the policy group would be to go back to our proposed ordinance and look at the section on where we talked about complaints to make sure we're, you know, and maybe frame that going forward um, with regard to a complaint report. Just a thought. Is that good? Yeah, yeah. all right. Any other board discussion on this agenda item? All right. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to agenda item number three, receiving the accreditation report from Chief Lockhart. Okay, so the mic's here. I'm not going to be able to talk to see all of you, so I'm, I'm not going to be able to talk directly to you, so I apologize for that, but they won't hear me if I turn around. So I wanted to talk to you about a, our, our accreditation process. Um, in this year's budget, we budgeted for the fees for a CALEA accreditation. CALEA is the Commission for Accreditation of Law Enforcement Agencies, and we also budgeted for an accreditation manager. We hired that accreditation manager uh, this past July, and she's been laying some of the prelim preliminary groundwork for us to pursue CALEA accreditation. CALEA is one of the best accreditation processes out there. It's an international program, and they um, are known as the gold standard in police accreditation. Um, there are more than 160 standards that each agency has to meet, and those standards uh, cover various policy uh, issues and practices. Um, once you have those established, you uh, then um, identify proofs to show that you're following the policies and the um, uh, accreditation points. Um, then you'll have three years to do your initial process, and then they bring in outside assessors, subject matter experts, to evaluate whether or not you've met all of the standards with policy and proof. 
if you can't um, use a proof for your, your uh, standard, then you can use training. So you just have to document training. So if it's something that doesn't come up here in that time frame, we're able to show that we at least have the policy and we, that we were documenting the proof with training. While we were talking about this, we were approached by the Kansas Law Enforcement Training Center, KLETC, about a Kansas accreditation process that they are beginning. And as one of the larger agencies in Kansas, we were offered the opportunity to be part of their um, beta testing for this statewide accreditation. Um, it's called the Kansas Law Enforcement Accreditation Program. Uh, CLEAP is what it's called. And um, it is something that will um, provide agencies an alternative to CALEA. So you'll have standards. Um, they actually have more standards than CALEA does. And you'll have to have proofs just like CALEA does. And so um, we uh, examined that. We went down to Hutchison, Kansas, and visited with their team uh, who are putting together this process and um, had a really good visit. And so when we came back, we began to discuss this uh, internally to decide, do we want to do CLEAP? Do we want to do CALEA? Uh, do we want to do both of them, or do we want to do one or the other? Um, we discussed that uh, within the police department. We discussed it with um, uh, Mr. Owens, the city manager, and Ms. Toomey, the assistant city manager. And um, we, throughout all those discussions, made the determination that we were going to pursue both accreditations. So um, we will be one of the first agencies in Kansas to be dual accredited. Um, the CLEAP program takes about two years. The CALEA process takes three. So um, we are optimistic that with the policies we have in place and the work we've been doing, that it may not take us three years for CALEO. So we're hoping to have all of it done within uh, two years or so. We know we'll have the CLEAP process done. The reason we wanted to do both is uh, we felt like there was a, a real opportunity here to be in on the ground floor with CLEAP. Um, to assist other agencies as they go through the accreditation process and also to take advantage of some of the subject matter experts that we have here who can help with other agencies with developing uh, good policies and practices. So um, we, uh, we're going to go ahead and pursue them both. Uh, we signed up for CLEAP already. Um, we are awaiting a grant that will help fund some of the CALEA expenses and we hope to hear on that grant next October and after that then we will uh, sign up and begin our CALEA process. Uh, we haven't signed up yet because the clock starts when you sign up and the grant only will pay for funds after you sign up. So we don't want to uh, mess up the timing on that. So that's where we are on accreditation and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you all might have. Board questions or discussion? Thank you, Chief Lockhart. So you said uh, expect to hear about the grant this October or next October? This upcoming October. Okay. Yeah. I heard next, so I just wanted yeah, to clarify that. Next to me is next. Yep, agreed. Coming then on October of 2022. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Yes. The other question I had on publicly available information on CALEA and CLEAP, do they put out what are the areas that they look for and what measures they have? Both websites have information about the standards. I don't know how specific CALEA gets. Um, I know that we can't get them loaded into our system until we sign up. Um, the, some of that information is, is proprietary, so they don't want to give it out to people so they can copy it. Um, but for us, we have, uh, when we begin CALEA, there is a public-facing option for all of our policies, which will be an improvement over what we have now. 
So um, I know um, Jordan asked a couple of times about policy changes we made. Um, right now, what we have to do um, is periodically download all of our policies as a PDF, as one file, and put it up on the website. Um, when we do the CALEA process, our Power DMS system, which is our policy acknowledgement system, has a public facing option. So when we update a policy, it will be updated in that system in real time. So when we make changes like banning facial recognition like we did after our meeting with, at the suggestion of, of Ms. Bickford, um, that would show up immediately once the policy change was made. So it's gonna, it's gonna give us a lot more um, public access to, to our policies, public access to what's going on, and there's also, as part of the CALEA accreditation process, when you get your uh, on-site assessment done, there's some public input as well. So they'll visit with, uh, with city commissioners, they'll visit probably with all of you, and then uh, members of our community as well. So just clarify, so you use the word proprietary information, mm -hmm. which suggests that we will not know the parameters that they are judging us on? No, we will, publicly, we will know those ones. Publicly, we, we will not know? Yes. No, you will once we sign up. I'm saying okay. on their website, I'm not Good sure you can get all that. Thank I you. haven't looked at their website, um, but I know that we can't get them until we sign up so okay. and load them into our system. And then it becomes public. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And it may be on their website. I haven't looked. I'm just saying I, I don't know. Yes. I. That's what I... Because a lot of accreditation agencies hang on to that information like a black box because that's what they charge you money for. Yeah, that's their intellectual property. Thank you. Yeah. Any other board questions or comments? Um, this is Chair Robinson. I just have a question for Chief Lockhart. Um, for the community members watching, what are some other changes that they might expect to see throughout this process? I mean, you mentioned the real-time updates for the policy, which will be great. Um, are there any other changes, like, off the top of your head, obviously, I know, um, that, that they could expect to see? There's not anything that I have off the top of my head. Um, <clears throat> but when we um, get signed up for both of these, we'll have a public announcement that will have more information available as far as what to expect and uh, what the process involves. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. We can go ahead and take public comment for this agenda item. Uh, we can go ahead and start with you, Michael. Well, that works out good because this is the only thing that I'm going to say good about the chief tonight. I thank him for doing both certifications, but since he decided now was an appropriate time to leave, he can screw himself and not get thanked. Um, but the main question that you need to ask yourself about dual certifications and, and what you were saying about, Mr. Mishra, about the uh, release of information, because the information that you were asking about, the proprietary information, that's not going to be made public. That won't be made public, and it can't be, because if it's proprietary and it gets made public, then here we are out here in the public sea and all that, and we could go make our own training course. Isn't that right, Casey? How about you guys tell these people the truth? You all know it. You all know that proprietary information is not gonna be made public, but you can't sit here and say that. You guys refuse to deliver bad news, but the chief will get on TV and give a good video but I can't go in and get 39 seconds of body cam. I'm glad they're doing both standards because 
the reality of the reason they need one specific to Kansas is because Kansas is one of the most restrictive states when it comes to open records, isn't it? I think we all know that. And they have to have a policy, a way to accredit themselves that lets them utilize that closed process. I'll stop speaking now that he's coming back. Thank you, Michael. Do we have any remote public comment for this agenda item? Looks like, Stephen, your hand is raised. Yes. It is. You ready? Okay. Go ahead. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, you know, I think it's great that um, we're, my town, we, that's us. You know, I'm tired of this us and them shit. I really am. Um, because I, at any rate, it's good. Thank you, Rich, for doing this. On the other side of the coin, please do not hang your hat on the certification of these Bush League operations. How many people on the board have participated in certification of any kind of entity? You guys are KU professors and other kinds of professionals. I have participated as I have shared with you in the past. American Correctional Association accreditation for the Kansas Department of Corrections. I've also participated in bringing social work licensure to the state of Kansas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You want to talk about Hawaii? I mean, there's a little gap. Okay, I can pull that in there. However, these certifications are a minimal standard. That's it. This best practice stuff is garbage. Best practices are created by the people who want to do what they call a best practice so they can make money doing this and selling it to other people. It would be too much like right for a group of objective scientists or just individual people who work with people to come together to share ideas. That is what creates best practices. Best practices are not created by industry or paying money to go anyway it's a minimal standard to have this uh, stuff go on for our town police department. It's a hick college town police department. My goodness gracious, it is not Chicago. It is not New York. It's not San Francisco, Atlanta, Minneapolis, any places. It is manageable. We can do it together. It isn't filled with the impediments that people want to say. But these guys and women, People, it's, and I don't know what the hell say anymore, uh, who work in the department need to understand that we're all on their side. We want a police department for the people of Lawrence, Kansas, of free and happy people. Going back to Elvis Costello, and then I'll stop. Now you're sending me your best wishes filled with love and vicious kisses. Hmm. Is that what my police department's trying to sell to me? Your turn. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Jeremy, do you have comment for this agenda item? Uh, I do. Um, thank you. The if you keep going, if you keep doing what you have always done, you're going to get what you've always got. And what we've got in terms of nationwide so this is not to single out lawrence uh, police department what we've had nationwide 
in especially in the 21st century post 9-11 where two main uh, routes were taken by police and and this has all been overseen by all of these accreditation whether Kalia or kansas based um, is one the escalation of militarized not only uh, policing tactics or the the uh the the hardware donated by the U.S. military to local stuff, but also mind state. That's one thing that's really escalated since September 11th in the 21st century. The other is the escalation of the so-called security partnership training relationship now escalated to software and uh, and uh, you know inside baseball operations in relationship to the Israeli state. It was after September 11th that uh, JINSA, one of the most militarist national security uh, groups in the country, the Jewish Institute for National Security in America, began to institute these training relationships with the Israeli government for all, uh, all across the country in terms of police leadership. Since then, what we've seen is a rise in, in the killings of people in this country and we need to reverse that so maybe we, we should consider at the very least additional alternative uh accreditations uh, reform training aspects just recently i just looked up you know there's a group called the institute for criminal justice training reform at trainingreform.org safer for the police safer for the public and I'm just going to read the very beginning of it until I run out of time. The crisis we face from 2015 to 2019, more than 5,500 people were killed by U.S. law enforcement. Those killed were often disproportionately minority citizens living in Native American, African American, and Latino communities, many of whom were experiencing a mental health emergency. Additionally, as we see dangers against the police rise from felonious assaults to COVID-19, the importance of preparing our public safety officials has never been more vital. Many of these incidents can be linked directly to a series of training failures that also encourage a culture after training that is marked by a lack of accountability, particularly in response to excessive, unreasonable, and unnecessary use of force. These training failures range from inadequate minimum training hours to the militarized Jeremy. Warrior cop style training, such as the Jeremy, programs provided time. by the self-titled Killologist, last sentence that Jeremy. many training academies continue to promote. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, any discussion on this agenda item? Board Member Littleton. Yes, Board Member Littleton. I just want to make a comment that, Chief, I applaud the decision by the city and yourself. I think speaking from three of us that have been on this board for quite some time, we have come back and, and you know, there's, there's quite a bit that we probably don't know about it. I know I've tried to educate myself about it. I've read about Kalia. Don't really know about the Kansas one. Um, would like to learn more about that, but I'm sure it's probably somewhat encompassing of Kalia. But I, I just applaud that we're making this step because it's been a long time coming. Mm -hmm. So, thank you. Thank you. Any other board discussion? This agenda item. All right. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to um, agenda item number four: discussion of attendance at the fair and impartial policing training. Um, so this is our last meeting before we have our FIP training. So I just wanted to confirm who's going and who's not going. 
If you know today, if you don't know today, you can still let me know, but I just want to confirm before, or as soon as I can. This is the, this is the fair and impartial bias. producing October 4th, full day, fourth, fifth full half day. day. Fifth half day, yes. Yeah. Count me in for the fourth. Yeah, I don't know about fifth, though. Will it, will it matter if I don't come on the fifth? Uh, that's the day we give out prizes. Oh. I, will accept, I will accept it on the 4th itself. Uh. Thank you. I'm, I'm fine. I'm coming, yeah. Thank you, Chief, for making that happen. I won't be able to go, but thank you. I won't be able to attend. Okay. Thank you. I also talked to uh, Dr. Friedel, who's going to be conducting the training, and she has offered to zoom in to your meeting and provide some uh, uh, implicit bias uh, oh, nice. training. Uh, she said it would only be about uh, 15, 20 minutes, and then she can answer questions for you. So if that's something that you would uh, like me to schedule with yes. her, I can. And uh, we can have her do that uh, at the October meeting. Yes. That would be wonderful. I, yeah. I would accept. I would like that. Yeah. I think we all would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Do we need to make a motion for that? Or? Uh, I don't think we need a okay. motion for that. Actually, yeah. It's okay. just to find out people. Okay. And what, uh, this is Board Member Minor. What is the name of this doctor? Dr. Lori Friedel. Friedel. F-R-I-D-E-L-L. Did you mention a book that she had written? I don't know. Did you mention a book that she had written as well? Um, no. I don't know if she's written a book. She's an academic, so my guess is she probably has. Yeah. Um, she started the Fair and Impartial Policing Institute, mm -hmm. and, uh, and they, she's been doing that. She's getting ready to retire. That's how we're fortunate enough to be able to have her facilitate our seminar. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Um, Looks like we have some public comment for this agenda item remotely. Um, do we have in-person as well? Just real quick. Okay. Go ahead, Michael. The only thing I'd like you guys to clarify for us and bring back and let the public know is does this training actually clarify that it is against federal law to discriminate against people of color and of sexual orientation? Because I want to remind everyone, the sergeant that came in here and gave you the talk about implicit bias training and said she thought it was going well, and everybody said it was tough to measure, is the same sergeant that stood in front of a restaurant on camera and said that it was perfectly fine to throw somebody out of a restaurant if they didn't like their skin color or sexual orientation. That is very important to clarify. Thank you, Michael. Uh, it looks like Stephen. Go ahead, Stephen. All right, thanks. You know, Rich and I exchanged some emails about this, and I believe the members of the board got copies. You guys never respond to diddly squat or engage in anything, so I don't really know how useful the information is or if it's even read. But uh, once upon a time, I think Miss Littleton has, uh, there have been a couple of exchanges. At any rate, we were talking about a fair and impartial policing think tank that he was not familiar with, nor am I. I I'm not a police specialist. I'm only doing this because I give a shit about the police state taking over the United States of America. And I'm going to be dead by the time the shit really hits the fan. You guys need to protect it. Uh, I'm okay. However, working all this time in social services and realizing it was for a bankrupt system, 
that's only selling out to the corporations, it's hard to deal with. Not to the point, I, I got a little piece of the pie, like I said. But anyway, Rich, you did not read any of that. That organization is exactly who St. Louis went to to talk to after the Ferguson murders. It is a legitimate operation. I understand it's a, you know, you feel exigency based. And I am happy, as I noted to Rich, hey, for once, Lawrence, Kansas is bringing in the Department of Justice, a federal, a Fed, instead of one of these hillbilly hicks. <laughs> hillbilly hick, how about that? Or uh, some G.I. Joe warrior like the other dude that Jeremy was talking about. But come on, man, there's all kinds of options and opportunities for training. And that's what the Citizens Review Police Board needs to be participating in. The Citizens Police Review Board needs to assist in generating training concepts and ideas, as well as motivations for this is what we want our local police department to be. We don't want them to act like one, two, three, four, five. We want them to do A, B, C, D, E. And sadly, these days and times, it has to all be written down. This is what you shall do. Not may, not if. Screw this idea of uh, officer discretion. It has seconds, Okay. See how three minutes doesn't cut it. When uh, and uh, just when can there be an opportunity to have a dialogue to really discuss this stuff? instead of it just being rammed into all this. Please put that in the pipe and smoke it instead of the reefer. Thank you, Stephen. Jeremy, go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to pick up on this point that obviously implicit bias, implicit bias training is very important uh, in relationship to racial bias. Uh, and especially since, in general, people of color have caught the brunt of the totality of the escalating police state, which goes way beyond the decisions of individual police officers or of e even individual uh, police departments or chiefs. We are dealing with a, a culture of bias that goes beyond just racial bias, even though it hits people of color the hardest. If, if you look at the numbers in terms of the escalation of police killings, as I pointed out in the 21st century, it hits everybody. And so the major piece of bias, implicit bias, that needs to be trained on is specifically picking up on what uh, Michael was saying, is that we have uh, a, a local police uh, you know, uh, leader who didn't even know that we have uh, local laws in addition to we have federal laws that, you know, especially since the civil rights movement, yeah, your individual businesses that are open to the public are not allowed to discriminate uh, on matters. And the fact that there's this bigger bias, I think, has to do with actually a, a contempt for the people. This is where the thin blue line gang culture comes from. That's what it means. It's not only a defacement, it's I would call it a seditious defacement of the of the American flag. 
And what does it mean? Does it mean that that uh, the blue line sits between the uh, wealthy elite on top and the sort of disorderly uh, savages on the bottom? Does it mean that 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 the we the people are not actually engaged in the self governance that was actually proclaimed centuries ago in terms of our our country? Does it mean that that only because we have quote unquote law and order that we don't kill each other? None of that is true, and it should be pointed out that it is in the police handbook here in Lawrence that private activity is very very important. Private conduct of public servants, which include police officers, is reflective of the entire department and its public interest work. And so the fact that this off-duty police officer who not only drunk drove and got caught, he actually hit something, is now on paid leave. Uh, this, is a, this is a problem. And so I, I, I would hope that the board would actually look into this example uh, of this individual officer and what it might actually mean about a larger contempt for accountability in relationship for, for the public. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Lord, I do hate to interrupt, but there is breaking news that you should be aware of. The Lawrence Times is reporting that there is no protocol for that officer to be on paid leave. He should be unpaid. Thank you, Michael. Any board discussion on this agenda item? This is a board member minor um, regarding the uh, fair and impartial training. Will it be videotaped and be able for, for like someone who was not present to view it? Huh? Okay. Thank you. Good question. <laughs> Any other questions or discussion on this agenda item? All right. Uh, we can go ahead and move on to agenda item number five. So um, I've had the honor of serving as a chair, as the chair of this committee for the last year, and I'll be remaining with the board, but I'm going to step down. Um, so we need to elect a new chair for our committee. Um, I uh, would like to nominate James Miner to serve as chair. Are there any other nominations? You need a second. Uh, I we should probably make a motion or do I? How do the elections work? I'll make a motion for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I remember that. Yeah, we do make a motion because, and then I made the mistake of voting for myself. I think last year, excellent. That was um, so. Yeah. Any other discussion? It's been a long time since I've done something like this, so I hope you all would be patient if you nominate me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we appreciate your willingness to serve as our next chair. Um, do, do we have a motion to appoint James Miner as our next chair? I move. All right. Do we have a second? A second, a motion. All right, board member Littleton. Um, I apologize, do we need to take public comment on this agenda item? No. no, okay. Thank you, James, for serving and thank you all for being here. Good luck, sir. Thank you, thank you, Michael. Thank you for thank your you. effort, Ms. Robinson. Thank you, Stephen. And welcome, Ms. Miner. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay, we'll go ahead and vote. James, you're welcome to abstain, but you are also welcome to vote for yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, board member Minor. Aye. 
<laughs> All right. Board member Salvini. Aye. Board member Littleton. Aye. Board member Bickford. Aye. Board member Misha. Aye. And uh, Chair Robinson, aye. The ayes have it. Um, so James, you will begin your tenure as our next chair at the October meeting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless you would like to take over the rest of today's no, meeting. <laughs> that's where I will abstain. <laughs> Moving on quick. <laughs> to whom do I direct? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> um, so I forgot, I did have a question on um, item number four. Okay. Is it possible to circle back to that at the end of the meeting? What is item four? Uh, the fair and impartial policing. The fair and impartial okay. policing. Um, I think it's probably okay to have a yeah, question I'm, about it. Why not? After the, at the end of our agenda. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. After the election of the vice chair. Okay. Yep. That? Okay. Thank you. Okay. And I apologize. <laughs> All right. Thank you, James. We look forward to working with you. Thank you. Um, and then moving on to agenda item number six, I'll go ahead and let Sanjay um, present this agenda item. So the agenda item is that I'm stepping down. I've in, I have learned a lot in my time as the vice chair and we need to elect somebody else to take on that role. And I propose board member Jordan to be the vice chair. Okay. Thank you, Sunday. Thanks. Absolutely. Any discussion? All right. Do we have a motion to nominate board member Bigford to serve as the vice chair? I make a motion to uh, second nominate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and discussion. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Those of us that have served that appreciate the two of you. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll be asking for advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's go ahead and vote. So we're voting to um, we're voting for Board Member Bickford to be our next Vice Chair. Um, uh, board Member Future Chair Minor. Board Member Minor, aye. Board member Salvini. Board member Salvini, aye. Board member Littleton. Uh, board member Littleton, aye. Board member Bickford. Aye. And uh, board member Mishra. Board member Mishra, aye. And uh, Chair Robinson, aye. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Thank you James. Thank you. Thank you so much for stepping. And we, now we have all served in chair or vice chair positions, so we're all here to support you. <laughs> Thank you for your work, Dr. Mishra. Yeah. Thank you, Sanjay. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and um, go back to a question Tanya had on agenda item number four before we consider a motion to recess. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Chief, this is for you. And this is a question I've asked here before, maybe three or four years ago, when we would talk about training. And the question was, um, so we've got this training coming. And so operationally as the chief, what 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 do you do maybe procedurally um, after the training to reflect on it and think about ways to incorporate content 
into the operations or into policies? Is there a post debriefing with a team of folks to to reflect and think about um, how some some of the um, lessons learned or the experience can fold into building a culture that um, reflects what you hear that we would desire or some of the values actually that we talked about um, at our retreat. Yeah, and this one being that it's police and community, I think will provide some really good opportunities for that. Um, we do try when we have people go to training um, to incorporate some of what they learn. Some of the times when we go to training, uh, it's about a specific job skill that the officers are doing. Other times it's a train the trainer type thing where they're bringing back the training and training our people on it. This one uh, is is really unique and different and it's, it's why I'm really excited about bringing it here. So um, there will be some things that we bring back as a group, uh, both as a police department and with that community input um, to help uh, make us do what we do better. Thank you. That's your question. All right. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you, Chief Lockhart. Any other questions or discussion? All right. So um, agenda item seven is to consider a motion to recess into executive session for approximately 60 minutes to review an appeal from a decision involving a complaint of alleged bias-based policing brought against a city employee. Um, the justification of the executive session is to, is to discuss personnel matters of non-elected city personnel and to protect employee privacy pursuant to KSA 754319. Um, so uh, for this agenda item, can you make sure you cite that statute a little louder? Oh, we have to read that yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Sorry. Thanks. I'll say it directly into the microphone. Um, agenda item seven is to consider a motion to recess into executive session for approximately 60 minutes to review an appeal from a decision involving a complaint of alleged bias-based policing brought against a city employee. The justification of the executive session is to discuss personnel matters of non-elected city personnel and to protect employee privacy pursuant to KSA 75-4319B and A. The Community Police Review Board will resume its regular meeting in the City Commission Room um, and we will determine a time um, in just a moment. So I have a question about this. Do we take public comment on this agenda item before or after? No. We don't. Okay. All right. So uh, we will resume its regular meeting in the City Commission Room at approximately 8.19 p.m. after the executive session is concluded. All right, do we have a motion to recess into executive session for approximately 60 minutes? I'll make a motion. All right, do we have a second for that motion? Second. All right, Board Member Mishra, let's vote. Um, Board Member Minor? Aye. Board Member Salvini? Aye. Uh, Board Member Littleton? Aye. Board Member Bickford? Aye. Vice Chair Mishra? Aye. Chair Robinson? Aye. We are adjourned into executive session. Okay, this is Chair Robinson. Uh, we need to extend the executive session by 30 minutes. So uh, do we have a motion to extend the session by 30 minutes? 
returning at 8.50.50. We'll make a motion. Make a motion. 30 minutes. Okay, second. Second. All right, uh, let's vote. Board Member Minor. Board Member Minor, aye. Board Member Salvini. Aye. Board Member Littleton. Aye. Board Member Bickford. Aye. Board Member Mishra. Mishra, aye. Chair Robinson, aye. Okay, the ayes have it. We will extend the session 30 minutes, returning at 8.50.50. All right, this is Chair Robinson. Upon review of the appeal and executive session, we determined that the complaint was not related to racial or other bias-based policing and is not under the purview of the CPRB. The CPRB would like to note that under our current ordinance, section 12503C1, quote, the board shall be provided a copy of the file in its entirety, end quote. While most of the files were, not all were presented. There are no other entities within the city that they may appeal the decision of OPA through. We would like to to direct city staff to send a letter with this statement to the city manager. Thank you. And with this, do we have a motion to adjourn? Oh, so move. Wait, you need to have that be a motion. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do we have a motion to accept yes. this statement? I move and that we accept the motion as stated by <coughs> Chair Robinson. Okay, do we have a second? Board Member Minor, I second. Okay, thank you, Board Member Minor. So um, this is we're going to vote to accept this statement and direct city staff to send a letter with this statement to the city manager. Uh, Board Member Minor? I make a motion to... Oh, you oh we're voting. Yeah. Vote. <laughs> uh, Board Member Salvini? Aye. Board Member Littleton? Aye. Board Member Bickford? Aye. Board Member Mishra? Aye. Chair Robinson, aye. The ayes have it. The vote passes. All right. Do we have a motion to adjourn? Move. Somebody. Yeah. I move that we adjourn. All right. Second it. Thank you. All right. Let's vote. Uh, <laughs> future Chair Minor. All right. Uh, board Member Salvini. Littleton. Aye. Pickford. Aye. Mishra. Aye. And Chair Robinson, aye. The eyes have it. We are adjourned. Thank you all. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you. James Thank you. and um, Jordan for so, yeah. going in. Passing the torch. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, so, oh, so. Gosh, you're done.